Hello and welcome. You're listening to Coming Back to Life, the podcast that opens you up to growth and healing that will help you live the life that you desire and deserve the most while loving yourself in the process. I'm your host, Debbie O'Keefe. It's such an honor and a privilege to be here with you today. And I want to thank you for sharing the gifts of your energy and your time with me for this experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another incredible episode of Coming Back to Life. It is such a pleasure to be back with everyone here today. And I have a very, very exciting interview and guest with us here today. I have been blessed and gifted and honored to work, learn, grow, and heal alongside this incredible powerhouse of inspiration. And um, with us today is Casey. Lightbody. Casey is a business growth strategist and a marketing mentor for intuitive, conscious, and impact-driven women. She's a seasoned entrepreneur who has scaled a multi-six-figure company over the last 10 years. And Casey has some really incredible experiences and a lot that she has to share with us about the journey that has taken us there. And how many roads less traveled that she has gone along the way. And what is most incredible about Casey is her ability to reach every person that she works with where they are at and helping them find their authentic and natural way in which they create, in which they work, in which they live. And so much of what I am and where I am right now, I have to accredit this woman um, for being a part of my life. And after making the hard decision to close her first business, she went on to build her second in a way that feels abundant and aligned and authentic. And she has now committed herself and is dedicated to helping women embody their quiet power and scale businesses 100% on their terms. So Casey, thank you so much for being with us today. And I'm so happy to be back with you. I know, right? <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And it's like, I'm chatting to a long lost friend. It's so good to reconnect. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It's so funny because, you know, coming into an experience with Casey, um, it feels both like yesterday and yet forever ago at the same time. And Casey is one of those really genuine souls and soul sisters in, in my life that I can say that, you know, every part of Casey when she shows up is, is authentic. It's true. And when she shows up, she shows up fully for you and with you. And one of the most incredible gifts that Casey brings and that she has empowered and really taught me how to harness the gifts of what it is that I am and um, the introverted nature that I 
at one point did not quite have an understanding. And I remember when I first met Casey and I said, you know, was willing to go all in and join her along the Kwai Collective. And I said, my only request to you is don't go easy on me. Right. I remember <laughs> that so clearly. <laughs> if I'm going to do this, I'm going all the way. And she said, don't you worry. They don't call me the quiet assassin for nothing. <laughs> and, um, you know, the journey and the experience with you, Casey, and, and why I'm so honored to have you here today is that when I look back um, on, you know, just the couple of years since when I started, I can proudly and confidently say that I am a different woman sitting here now in front of you and recognizing all of the lessons and the guidance and the messages and the breadcrumbs that were really you know, left along the way. And I admit that, you know, as I left the program, I, I thought as so many did, you know, I'm going to take this program, I'm going to finish it, and I'm going to be there. Mm -hmm. And I remember crying at the end of it going, I feel like I'm not even any further than I was when I started. What did I do? And it just took that time for it to marinate and integrate and everything that you taught and everything that you shared along the way just took root and it really started to blossom. And we're going to talk about so many of those things here today. But as we get started, Casey, I'd love for you to share a bit with everyone mm -hmm. of how it is, you know, we, we talk about um, in your introduction about closing your first business mm -hmm. and this quantum leap of a decision to say, I'm going to throw it all away. Mm -hmm. And if you could share a bit with us about your journey on how you came to be. Yeah, absolutely, Debbie. I've got so much to share here. So thank you. And I just want to really acknowledge, I'd love to come back to this piece of um, that you shared about um, don't let me hide right I'm, I'm all in right and let's let's have this conversation about that because I think this actually plays into why I chose to close the business down and how I've kind of continued on this path to creating this movement really that I'm creating with the quiet collective now but um you know I think I think so many listeners will really resonate with the story that I followed the status quo right I got the university degree I went to Europe I got the job I worked took my way up the corporate ladder I was earning a six-figure salary it was amazing I was getting to travel five star and you know do all the amazing things um, but I'd always had this burning desire to start my own business. I made a terrible employee because I hated people telling me what to do. Um, and yet I was a good, I was this good girl, right? I followed the mm. rules. I did what was expected of me. And so I followed the status quo and I kind of did, did the thing that you should be doing until we immigrated to Australia. And I said to my husband, right, it's now or never. I've always had this dream to start my own business. And the kids were now in school. So I, I started my, that first business, which was a marketing consulting business. My background's in marketing. It made sense for me to do what I knew. And so I started that business and that quickly grew into an agency. We had a team. We hit six figures really quickly. And I remember sitting at this very desk and saying to myself, 
one day, what the hell have I created? There I was thinking that I was creating this dream. Mm. It was going to be a business that would give me the freedom and fulfillment and the fun and everything that I dreamed that entrepreneurship would be. And yet here I was tied to my desk, 14, 15, 16 hour days, completely burnt out, doing the work that I hated. And it was in that moment that I realized how little I actually knew about myself right and I'd kind of again just fall it into what I thought that I should be doing in starting mm -hmm. in starting business I was perfectly capable of starting a business because um, I had the expertise to back that up but I didn't know who I was right and so that's really when I started on the path of personal development and I recognized firstly how introverted I was so I had had a pretend mask of extroversion on for all of my younger years. And that's that let me kind of define that in that introversion for me is really the way that we process the world. It's how we actually prioritize and recharge our energy, right? It's not about shyness, which is another whole story. And I'll talk about that because there's a whole lack, lack of confidence around this for me too, right? So not only what did I realize that I was introverted, but I realized how shy I was too. And the thought of me being my brand and putting myself out there was terrifying for me, right? And so I hid behind the brand of my company without putting my personal brand out there. And so there was so much learning in that, um, Debbie, with that first business that even though it was on paper successful, I did not feel happy or joyful or fulfilled in any way, right? And so that came within the momentous decision of deciding to close that business down and burn it to the ground now obviously in hindsight there were other things that I could have done that would have been way more profitable for me but I was like I'm done I'm closing the doors that's it right and so I closed that business down and I really sat with what is it that I really want to create and I realized how passionate I am about women I'm passionate about women healing and leading the world I'm passionate about quiet women with gentle fierceness um, being able to, the impact that we can make as quiet women, that we don't need to, you know, rah-rah, beat our chest, look at me, that kind of leadership, but when we come from a solid, grounded, quietly, quiet, fierce leadership perspective, we really can heal and lead the world, right? And so that then started me on the journey of the Quiet Collective, and the Quiet Collective was born, and it's just been such a beautiful journey um, for myself and for my clients as I've learned more about myself and continue to learn more about myself and how I can support women and bring the gifts that I have to the world so that I can support other women to do the same and that comes with bringing into alignment all the pieces of ourselves too right Debbie it's not just the strategy that I'm teaching around business anymore it's about bringing your energetic alignment into alignment. It's about bringing your, your mindset into alignment and then the strategy as well and all the pieces of the strategy and that when we can actually bring all of those pieces into alignment, that is when business flows so easily. And that is when you get to create momentous results for yourself and for your clients because everything feels so much more easeful and effortless, yeah. Mm. Oh, Casey, I don't even know where to begin. Like there's, there's so many pieces here. <laughs> and, and as you were talking, you know, like taking down a lot of these, these key points and highlights and, you know, you, you bring up so many things that 
I know, you know, I've expressed before that initially this podcast was not intended to be a female focused audience, but it really is drawing to that type of, um, you know, population. And there's so much soul connection in these experiences. And as you talk about this thing of, you know, I followed the status quo and I followed the path that I thought I should be doing. So I went to university, I got married, I had kids, I did this. Then I started a business and I did that the way I thought I should be doing it. And we talk about this idea of shooting all over ourselves. And mm-hmm. I mean, to me, you know, I, I, I have recognized that that is now the dirty S word in my mm-hmm. life. And how often that if we stop and we look at the things that we're doing or the decisions that we're making, or even the conversations that we're having, mm-hmm. how many times we're not showing up fully and authentically. And I mean, there's been whole episodes and and, and I do a lot in my work around, you know, this unpacking and unlearning of what it is that we believe that these things mean. And as you talk about this idea that, you know, when, when anything is driven from this place of this is what I'm supposed to be doing, this is what, you know, I'm told I should be doing, this is what other people are doing, so I should do that too. And, you know, realizing too, what I think is incredible is, you know, on paper, my business was successful. And I can only imagine the feedback behind the scenes of how many people between leaving a regular, you know, nine to five being like, are you nuts? You're going to go pipe dream this business. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? And then you do that, build it up Mm -hmm. to something amazing in six figures. And then you throw that away and everybody's, what are you doing? You got a family, you got kids, right? And all this stuff. And you know, this, this imprinting that you have about mm. good girl syndrome. Mm. And, oh, I can't disappoint people. And what are people going to think? And maybe I am crazy and maybe I am out of my mind, but at your core, on paper, it's successful. This is what everyone says should make me happy. Mm-hmm. I should continue this. I should grow this. But every part of you was screaming, this isn't me. This isn't it. Mm -hmm. This isn't it. Mm -hmm. And this absolute, and and I'm going to go a little deeper with you here. And and I'd Mm -hmm. love to know if, if you're so vulnerable to share that to really relate with some of the experiences that in working with women, you know, really recognizing the roots of what it is that occurs. And I'd love to know how it is that when you were in this period of, you know, knowing something wasn't right, but kind of caught at that crossroads of, do I stay or do I go? It's good, but I don't love this. Mm-hmm. And that juxtaposition and tug of war going on between the voices outside and what was going on inside and what was on paper and evidentiary to you versus what it was that you were feeling. Mm-hmm. How did this play out for you? What was it that you experienced and how did this affect you in terms of your life? Yeah, so 
specifically, let's talk about the decision around closing the business because it had been a dream of mine for so long. Like I really am ambitious, right, Debbie? I'm very driven. Like I had, I always had big visions for the business. And so as someone who is typically in that type A personality, a very driven, like very, very driven and doesn't, I like getting a lot done, right? So give me something and I'll always do it. But it, it, what happened was the overdoing, right? So mm-hmm. that's where I found myself in the, that moment, you know, during that period of time, was like I was seeking for that fulfillment piece, the joy piece, the happiness piece. And it was always like, well, if I just do more, I'm going to find it, right? I'm just do more, I'm going to find it. And so then I do more, I do more, I do more. But the more that I did, the less that I actually received in terms of happiness and joy and fulfillment, right? And that is when the moment happened that I realized that I was completely burnt out. Mm -hmm. And the cost for me of the doing more to get the thing that I really wanted, which is what I thought that the business would give me, was just taking away from so much else in my life, right? So taking away from my family. I mean, I was missing, like the cost was me missing my children growing up, you know, like I would literally throw food on the table and be stuck in my office and miss the moments that I'd started the business for in the first place, right? And I was like, what the hell am I doing? And so, you know, I've got to say that one of the things that I didn't really let bother me was the external voices in my head, but it was just this deep knowing, Debbie, that like, it was like, this is just not it. Like, this is not, like, it's not, this is not me, right? This is not why I started my business. And when I start to think about what was it, it was this feeling, it was this feeling of discontent and that I knew that if I continued down this path, it wasn't going to end well. Mm. And in fact, it didn't because I just had, you know, surgery on my thyroid and I had to have this massive nodule cut out of my throat, right? And part mm. of that is all the work that we've done, that I've been doing around like really leaning in and trusting myself and trusting my voice and understanding what that all means, right? So, um, so there was a lot of cost that I realized that I was, you know, in terms of the work, yeah, in terms of the work, there was a lot that I was not giving, you know, not being able to to give to myself as a result of that. So does that ex- explain your, que- uh, your question? Your- absolutely, absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. you know, this is one of the things. So, I mean, you're touching on so many of the points too. Like I, I've, I've talked so much about that it, it's in the being and not the doing. Mm-hmm. And this is so common. And we see it all the time. You know, this is the the mom that's, you know, she's cooking, she's cleaning, she's in the house, she's taking care of the two kids. Then she's throwing the other ones into the minivan and then she's got the pizza box there and she's going to the extracurricular activities and we're buying the gifts for the birthday parties and we're go, 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 go. If I can just keep moving and proving, then I'm good to go. And and it's all going to be for something. (laughs) And, um you know, recognizing the, the, the roots and the connections of mind, body connections of, of disease and illness. And, you know, this is so much that, that has brought me on the path. I, you know, share in my experiences that I had to crash and burn. And it wasn't until that, that I got smacked upside the head, um, metaphysically Mm -hmm. (laughs) and brought Mm -hmm. to my knees, 
you know, where it's like, something's got to give. And Mm -hmm. there's so much, um, you know, the commonality of thyroid issues among women and the understanding of the, the, you know, connection to the throat chakra, as Mm -hmm. well as, you know, expression and creativity and suppression and giving voice. Mm -hmm. And this is everything from asking for help when you need it, um, you know, expressing your opinion, saying no when you can't do things and mm-hmm. how many of those things that they they really tie in. So, you know, it does take these turning points. And, the, and this is what we talk about are these coming back to life moments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you sharing that I was creating a life but I wasn't living and I wasn't in it. I was removed from my kids, my family, you know, and, and energetically, right. The best parts and the people that mean the most to us, they get the scraps, right. They get the Mm -hmm. leftovers. They get that, you know, short, impatient, overworked, overburdened. What? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and the people you know, who, who deserve the most of us get the least. And there's that moment of realization where you go, man, I'm living my life bass backwards. I got all my accents on the wrong syllables. You know, and and it's inside out, like, you know, everything's just in its, in the wrong place. Right. But here's the most important part, Casey, and and I want to talk a bit more about, you know, what it is here, because the biggest part of this being, and we come back to this episode after episode, is that choice. You had a choice. And as a wife, as a mother, one of the greatest challenges that so many women face is, well, but I'm not just choosing for myself. I'm choosing for everybody. And my choice is going to affect everybody. So how, Casey, with a husband and children and a home and one job done and a business there, what was it for you that really empowered and enabled you to take that leap and start all over. Mm. I'm just going back because it was actually so scary, right? And so (laughs) actually taking you back to the courage that I needed to actually make this decision, right, Debbie? And like it's, (laughs) it was, you know, one of the biggest decisions that I've made in my life. Honestly, it took an immense amount of courage. but there were a couple of things, right? What I heard, like, so this is when I started my personal development journey. And like you rightly said, we are so ingrained to believe that the more that we do, the more that we will have, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was in this personal development journey, I realized how much I didn't know about myself and who I needed to be to actually get the results that we wanted in our life and business. So I knew 
that I wanted a you know, with my family is front and center. I've got a husband of 23 years, my boys, well, they nearly out of teen years now. I'm not sharing my age, but anyway. <laughs> but you know, back then, like family is my life. And so, like, really, that was why I started my business to have flexibility and the freedom mm. to be with my family, right? So I was really, really clear on that. And I was really clear on the deeper purpose of why I was actually in business in the first place, right? And so when I could attach, so that's the first thing, right? Around making the decision was I came back to what is it that I truly, truly desire here? Like, what is it that I want? And, you know, for the longest time, I didn't really know what I wanted. I just you know, thought that I should start the business, right? The business is going to give me the freedom. But when I connected to the why behind this, Debbie, both from a business perspective, but then from a personal perspective, then the decision became so much easier. Well, it was a no-brainer, right? It was like, okay, well, this is easy because now I can see how easy it is to literally bring that business to the ground because I'm doing the work that I know that I'm being put on this earth to do now mm. because of my deep commitment to supporting women to heal and lead the world and at the same time the more that I can put my oxygen mask on so let's talk about fun and pleasure because that comes along with the journey right because I've forgotten what that those two words even meant right mm -hmm. along the way so used to being in the doing that when I one of my coaches said Casey what do you do for fun I looked to do it blankly and I was so embarrassed yeah. I was like I've forgotten what that looks like and yeah. it was so it was such an aha moment but when I lent in, I was like, this business is going to give me so much pleasure. Mm. Like for me, it's the thing that lights me up. Guess what? When I can show up in that space, how, how do I come home at the end of the day too? Because my cup is so filled. Mm. I bring that cup home with me, right? And so everyone benefits. So again, when I talk about... I had the story, Casey, oh, Casey, you're so selfish. It was, you know, when I used to ask, try and ask for what I wanted or needed as a little girl. And, oh, Casey, you're so selfish. What I realized was actually self-centeredness is the biggest gift that we can give other people, right? I was like, holy moly. So what can I do now to really make sure that I'm putting myself front and center that's really the journey that I've been on, Debbie, around the business, right? It's like, how, like everything that I, every decision that I make in the business now is, does this fill me with pleasure? Does it fill me with joy? Does it fill me with fun? Like everything that I choose to do now in the business is through that lens, because I know the more that this comes through the lens, the more that I can bring it to other people, including those closest to me. Right. And so that's why the decision, so the decision became so much easier when I connected to the why and then committed from that place. Yeah. Mm. You know, I mean, there is so much confusion and there's so much noise and distraction around this idea of self-care, selfishness versus selflessness and that balance of, of how it is that you really nurture yourself. And I mean, there, there, there's a whole other thing on this idea of, you know, even what that word boundaries even kind of means. 
and how that pendulum swings. Many people think mm -hmm. it's just about, you know, drawing lines and burning bridges and cutting people off and, you know, saying when enough is enough. And, you know, it, when I had come to you, this was such a big part <laughs> for me. And I remember literally sitting in tears with you because, you know, it was, well, Debbie, what do you want? And it's like, why do you keep asking me that? And just the unfamiliarity and the visceral response that I had within my body of the discomfort that I had around number one, even being asked that question, like you actually want to know, like you're interested in what I want or what? Mm -hmm. And then this, this part of it, you know, where you said, I didn't even know what I wanted. So this realization that, you know, and not just for women, but so many people that they go through their life over busying and chasing because when really in actuality, they don't know what they want. And it's the hope that if I just keep plugging and chugging along, I'm going to find that thing and go, oh, that's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we reach and we grab and we strive and we go and we, you know, try and we quit and we start and we stop and all these different things and a hundred different ways of what it is that we think is going to bring us fulfillment. Mm -hmm. But until we know, and, and this was such a huge part of the cornerstone of the work that you do. And we're going to get ready to take a break in a little bit. Um, but before we do that, um, what I really loved about, you know, your approach and, and not just how it is that you work with people, but the commonplace that it was so great I mean, I, I saw the value and it was actually the, the, the personal work that drew me to your program. I was like, yeah, this, I want to really get in there deep and, you know, figure out what this is. But how many people are like, well, wait a minute, but I'm, I'm in a business program. What are we going to talk about? You know, landing pages and marketing funnels and da, da, da. You know, I always used to say, I hate that F word funnel. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say the F word to me, Casey, please. <laughs> um, and then you were like, okay, well, but you know, we're doing this and we're doing that. And it was like, well, when are we going to be done with this? And it was like, this, this is the part that matters. And you really understood and you really impart the importance. And you'd always go back to that. Why? You know, and I remember Well, I want to help people with blah, blah. Okay. But why? Well, because I blah, 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 uh-huh, but why? Mm -hmm. And it was after I had completed your program that that word, what's interesting is one of the greatest sources of suffering that so many of us experience is looking at a situation and always asking why. Mm -hmm. Why is this happening to me? Why is this always, you know, the way things go? Why aren't things getting any better? Why don't I have more money? Why, why, why? But we talk about inverting and really changing perspective. And when I could look at that word, why? 
and really change the meaning around that mm-hmm. to why does this matter to me? Or sometimes even why do I think this matters? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, which was huge for me. I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't. Like in the grand scheme, this really has nothing to do. Oh, I'm like way outside of my lane here. This has nothing to do with me. I'm not responsible for this at all. I mean, not to say that I stopped caring, but your connection of really knowing within yourself that every choice that I made, every decision that I did, every action that I took had a very meaningful and aligned why behind it. And, you know, one of the things that so many people teach is, you know, you don't always have to know why. And that's very, very true. You know, we don't always have to have the answers. Sometimes it is, you know, about experiencing it and and the Mm -hmm. why will reveal itself later. But anything it is that we are showing up for or taking action or responsibility in our lives without that, it's essentially like anything we do really doesn't have kind of that purpose or that meaning or really even our heart behind it Mm. I love that can I interject here because I think yeah please I'd love to I'd love to share this because there's this piece here that you've brought into action right so here's the doing piece Debbie and I want to touch on this right because I talked about overdoing Mm. And there's a whole piece around overdoing because of the not enoughness to get the results at the end of the day. But here's the thing that's really important in my journey is that I didn't know my why until I'd been in action and actually experienced all the other things Mm. and being willing to experiment and be be in the doing of that. That the why fell out of that too, right? So, like, I think this is a really important point because it's this is a big this is a big topic, but you know, (laughs) there's 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 an element of the being piece, right? So there's a huge lesson for me having been in a very masculine driven world my whole life of the doing that I didn't really know what it meant to lean back and to actually be and who did I need to be in all of that right that that has been part of the journey I'm happy to go into that in the next section because that's a lot of where my sustainable success has come from is Mm -hmm. actually in the leaning back rather than the leaning in Mm -hmm. but what we have to also understand is part of it is in the leaning in because the more that we lean in and we start to listen to those little whispers of intuition right and we start to you know you'll get a little nudge or you'll have something like something keep coming up that won't disappear. And it's like, let me follow that little breath coming. Let me follow that little whisper of intuition and give it a try and put it on for size. Mm-hmm. And not to let, end up like pushing it to death and forcing it or m- making it work, but just being in the action and staying curious, saying, hey, I want to experiment with this. Let me see that whether this works or whether this doesn't work, right? Mm. And the, when you follow those little nuggets, those little whispers of intuition, that is when you start to actually figure out for yourself, ah, oh, this is actually in alignment with me. 
let mm. me continue down this path because that path will lead you to the deeper purpose right <laughs> there's i mean there's so much true about that and and you know really recognizing i mean just in the time of being with you oh my god how many different things i try i, I mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. if i if i had a dollar for every time casey lightbody was on screen with me going debbie debbie one thing one <laughs> one <laughs> and i go oh okay right right because it was just this grab grab go 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 try but the value in that um was that it provided that opportunity i you know that what you're saying is it would start to give you those signs and signals of how to follow your intuition really recognizing the responses in your body like i would start to identify what felt constrictive and what felt mm. expansive and what these little feelings went and when i was doing something the difference between this is uncomfortable because I'm pushing through a level of myself, like I would realize something was working really well for me. And I go, oh crap, I'm afraid this might actually work for me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to retreat or retract because of that fear of success. And then I would realize those habits where I would kind of get in my own way and mm -hmm. self-sabotage or find a way or an excuse to get something not to work out versus I really hate this because I just genuinely don't like doing it. It's right. not, it's not fun. It's not fulfilling. So you have to know what you don't like to know what you do. It's kind of easier to reverse engineer it that way. And, and there's incredible value in that experience. Um, so Casey, we're going to go ahead and take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Casey about this in the being and this empowerment between the leaning back and the leaning in and how it is that our true connection and our awareness within ourselves can really serve us in what it is that we're going to, you know, that we're working towards and what it is that life is meant to be and who we're, we're created to be. So uh, we're gonna take a short break and when we come back, we'll have more with Casey. So stay with us. I hope you've been enjoying coming back to life and all of the incredible guests that we have had with us and their amazing stories that they have shared with us along the way. It has been such an honor, a gift, and a privilege to be a part of these experiences, to meet these beautiful souls, and to share them with all of you. I want to take a moment to thank all of the supporters and every way that they have played a part in helping this podcast grow. It takes a village to raise a child, and this podcast is our baby. I'd like to invite you to become a part of the Coming Back to Life experience and show your support in whatever way feels right, best, and comfortable for you. You can click the link found in this portal or in the show notes below. And for as little as less than a dollar a month, you can help spread these messages out into the world, make more connections, and be a part of the change that we so greatly want to see. No amount is too small. Every bit helps. Everything is appreciated. Please also like, follow, subscribe, click those stars. 
share this podcast and your experiences and these incredible stories with others along the way. Together, let's be a part of the change that we want to see so greatly in the world. Hello, everyone. We are back here with Casey Lightbody. And before the break, we were talking with Casey about uh, following intuition and the power of genuine self-awareness and how essential that has been in her journey um, of personal transformation, growth, and healing, as well as professional, and how it is that she uses this in her workings with uh, introverted quiet women and helping them become um, powerful leaders in, in the work that it is that they're doing. And Casey, as we come back here together, there's something that it is that, you know, you've brought up several times throughout this interview. And I really want to unpack this word. And it's such an overused term right up there with, you know, authenticity and boundaries <laughs> and self-care and everything else. And when we talk about this idea of self-awareness, there's not nearly enough time <laughs> in this episode or really any marathon of episodes that we have alone to really go into the depth of this. But I want to hone in on one specific part of this with you. And I know one of the greatest gifts that you came into touch with about yourself and that you have given me that has literally reignited my desire for life. And not only that, but for the first time ever as a 41 year old mother of two, I genuinely sit in front of people. I show up in the world. I talk to people and I can even look in the mirror and I genuinely love myself. And what it is that brought that out was a myriad of things. And I cannot sing enough about the quiet collective and what that experience by way of connections a soulful tribe of support system and what that brought for me. But Casey, what you talk so much about is how introversion is truly a superpower. And I admit, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, that's so kitschy, you know, oh, you're mm -hmm. a superhero. Yay. Take flight and shine. Woo, woo, woo. But that's because genuinely I was, I saw that introversion through the eyes and the lens of what everyone always said it was. So the first thing I want to do is unpack a little bit of the myths and misconceptions. And you talked about these earlier, that introversion, mm -hmm. quite honestly, is just a bullshit excuse for people to be isolated and shy and mm -hmm. quiet and, you know, I, I got so irate when I saw the Geico commercial where they mocked it. Like, I'm actually an introvert. It's very rare. And I'm like, yeah. really? Like, <laughs> we're going there with this? But that it's, that's not, you know, and there, there's so much literature on introversion and that it's more about how people process 
-hmm. And that, you know, people who are introverted process inward and we're deep thinkers and energetically sensitive and very heightened to emotions and reading subtle signs. And we're, you know, we're contemplative and we like to sit and let things marinate and all these types of things. And for most of my life, I didn't understand this about Mm -hmm. myself. And, you know, there, there was a lot for me too around, you know, I, sh- I shared this with Casey and, and in many other episodes and in my speaking that one of the other biggest challenges for me was the fact that I, I am one of a, of a I'm a twin. Mm-hmm. So in addition to the constant comparison around, you know, my peers and circles of people or, you know, the school environment or whatever it was that I was supposed to be acclimating to, there was always this well, you're like this little, you know, set of puppies from a litter and you're supposed to be exactly the same and any differences would, you know, there was always this idea of a one person kind of kind of thing and it, it was very hard despite any efforts that were made, you know, in my in my family or my home to, you know, get different outfits or dress differently. And thankfully I didn't have the cute kitschy, you know, twin names. I wasn't, you know, like mm-hmm. and Tammy or anything like that, but it was very hard for me to find my individuality, mm-hmm. both for a combination of that tie, but also not knowing what it was safe to be and adopting a bit of a camouflage or chameleon lifestyle, constantly Mm -hmm. adapting to my environment. So you talked about this like facade of extroversion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one of the things people would say to me all the time is, you know, Debbie, you're sucking all the hot air out of the room. Do you ever shut up? Because when I would get around people, I'd be like, "Ah!" I'd get very, what I now look back and I realize was just nervous, frenetic energy. Of like, if I don't keep talking, either people were going to see me for what I really was that I had to keep distracting it, like jangling keys in front of a baby, or they weren't going to like me. Mm-hmm. And I had to be engaging all the time. What? But Casey, you have tapped in to this part of you where you recognized your introversion as your absolute gift. And I can, I can sit here and say that it is. And with that have also committed your life to working with introverted women to find their voice and their way a hundred percent on their terms in a way that Mm -hmm. is authentic and true to them. And one of the greatest messages you always send is you don't have to be loud Mm -hmm. to be heard. Mm -hmm. And so much there around freeing up any of the shame around, well, but this isn't accepted and people, you know, 
just say I need to, you know, be more outgoing or go out more, anything like that. And you talked about this balance between the importance of the leaning back and the leaning in mm -hmm. and, and your experience in the being. So can you share a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what I will say around the introversion piece, Debbie, I think, thank you for saying that, because I think, um, you know, I, I, for the longest time I said I'm on a crusade to change the dictionary definition of introversion because mm. it's so misinformed in my view. And like you rightly said, it is the way that we process the world. It is that we process from the inside out, that we are deep thinkers, we're deeply curious, we're analytical, we are, you know, we've got these amazing superpowers that actually make us incredible leaders, right? Mm. And so really what I've probably realize even more so since we've worked together is this piece around taking on the label of introversion mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and what I've seen to be true and especially the women that are really seeing incredible results is that they're not using their introversion as an excuse to hide behind mm -hmm. right yep and it's like it's taking this, these pieces of yourself and saying, okay, well, how can I use these beautiful gifts that have been given to me in a way that I can lead myself better and as a result, lead others better, right? Mm -hmm. And so this, this is a big piece for you, or, you know, if you, you do self-identify as an introvert, it's just to sit with yourself and say, okay, well, hold on a second. How can I start to bring these superpowers? And as you said, there's a ton of research out there to figure out that talks about introversion, all the amazing gifts that come with being an introvert and really sit with those questions and get curious and say, you know, how can I start to leverage these superpowers that I've been gifted in a way that can help me lead myself better? right and take responsibility for this we can talk about radical self-responsibility in a you know in another episode of whether you want to go further down that path and not <laughs> radical self-responsibility which is another whole conversation oh but, yes um, <laughs> but but um so that's the piece around introvert that's the piece around introversion that I think is really important to share right it's like like you said like looking at yourself and getting really honest and truthful and saying how where have I been pretending and you'll know it right you'll feel in yourself and you'll know and you're like ah oh, I can see that I'm being fake here I'm not being fully authentic because I'm trying to fit in right and I'm trying to be part of the crowd whereas really you know now I say that I actually work with quiet rebels and mm. they're the women that are actually ready to actually, they, they, they're so willing, they, they've got this deep desire to do good in the world and I help them tap back into that quiet rebel to create their businesses and start movements and things like that, you know, and so it is about actually finding that quiet rebel for yourself because in, in that quietness there is that piece where you potentially haven't felt like you've fitted in that you mm -hmm. felt like a black sheep, that you've tried to put on some kind of mask in the past, but we want to actually come back to that piece, right? So let's talk about then leaning in and leaning, leaning back and leaning in, because part of the work that I've been doing for myself and that we do with our clients is to say, okay, now how can we take this piece and again, be in action with it, from an experimental perspective, from a curiosity perspective, but where do we need to lean back and just let things be to actually stew over, right? So again, as a chronic overdoer, um, this has been a big, big lesson for me because I'm so used to being in the doing that I didn't really know what it took to take the foot off the pedal, you know? <laughs> and um, 
And this is where some of our ama most amazing results have come, is that I've been on this contemplative journey of understanding, well, of understanding and then cultivating this white, I call it white space for myself, right? So when we in our white space, in the nothingness of that comes the creativity and comes the embodiment of the confidence too, I will say, right? So because you, you're sitting with yourself, you allow yourself to feel like feel things that you cannot feel when you're in the busyness of the doing, right? For the longest time, Debbie, I felt like I was cut off from the neck down. I actually didn't know what I felt, which is why I couldn't relate, I couldn't relate to the fun, because I couldn't relate physically to what felt fun felt like for me, right? <clears throat> what I've since discovered is I absolutely love walking. It's a form of meditation for me, right? Mm -hmm. And so as a piece, let's talk about this around leaning in and leaning back. Leaning back for me is actually driving 45 minutes to the beach to walk 10 minutes to drive 45 minutes back because it's so important that time for me is is the being mm -hmm. right it's when my biggest downloads have come mm -hmm. it's when i've had the biggest breakthroughs it's being down at the beach and i was like that is when i move from logically knowing my expertise to embodiment embodiment right mm -hmm. it's the, the the moment that I realized that walking is my pathway to a seven and eight figure business mm -hmm. right because the more that I spend time doing that I know that that's the thing that's going to give me the nuggets of gold that are going to move me closer to a, a seven figure business right it's the moments when I realized how full circle I've come with all my business and we launched the quiet rebellion series and it went off the charts crazy because it was in that moment of being that the nugget kept like dropped in, right? So that's the piece that I really think is so important and it's so hard for us to do because we're not used to doing nothing. We feel lazy or we feel like we're not enough or we that there's a multitude of to-dos that should be done and we feel so guilty if we're not doing them and all the things that come with the leaning in versus the leaning back but when we can just lean back start to get fully present with ourselves start to figure out for ourselves what leaning back actually looks like for each of us because it's different for all of us that is when oh my gosh like yeah the embodiment piece moves through every cell of your body, right? Mm. And I don't know if that makes sense. I can go into examples for you and share yeah. what that has meant for me, you know? Yeah. But that's the, those are the pieces where, again, I've dropped all the shoulds around logically, the, logically my brain knowing these things and fully embodying all these pieces around confidence, conviction, radical self-responsibility, gratitude, celebration, all those things, right, come mm. from the leaning back piece. Now, Casey, you have kind of dangled a carrot in front of my face, and I'm sorry to say I'm taking a huge bite out of it because I can't help myself. <laughs> and it's such a huge piece, and I, I know there's a whole episode around this, mm -hmm. but I really want to dive into this part because as we talk about this idea of the busyness, right mm -hmm. of business and the doing 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 and the grappling 
you keep going back to this idea of, you know, radical self-responsibility. And I have to say, and, and with full vulnerability and admission, and that's the whole, that this is my why <laughs> of this podcast, that everything that I bring out here, I always speak from something that I can connect and I can, I can relate to. So this is never from a place of judgment or criticism or, or anything like that. But this idea of, you know, where we're running around and we're doing all of the things that we think we should be doing. But the turning point for me, and this was, you know, probably, uh, as I expressed, you know, about a year to the date after I finished uh, working with you in your program, was this real sit down kind of realization that I had with myself that I wasn't cutting it. And, and this part of responsibility, and I have found this thread that when I began to unweave this for myself, it organically started to unravel all the parts around me as well. And it's very, very common in this idea of the excessive doing, of recognizing how many things outside of ourselves where we actually busy ourselves in other people's lives and experiences. And I just wanna to touch on this idea of real self-responsibility. And you know that moment for me when I realized I can't count on myself. I, I'm letting myself down time and time again. I wake up and I'm making all these promises and commitments to myself and I'm not keeping any of them. And this part of me woke up and I got to tell you, it reared its ugly head. And it was that day where it said, okay, let me explain something to you. We're done. <laughs> And if you're not ready to step up, then, you know, it, it was just this wake up and shake up that really made it clear to me that quite honestly, all of the bullshit that I had in front of me and the excuses of all the reasons why nothing was working out or why I couldn't do something, it was really all boiling down to the ideas and the facts that I was busy and I was doing everything except all the things that I knew I needed to do that I was avoiding mm -hmm. because it was either uncomfortable or it involved another person. I was worried about how they would feel. I was worried about what people would think. I was worried about how I would be seen. I was worried about all, all these, all these things, but knowing it all came down to me. And some of the underlying things that we, we constantly come back to in this platform is the idea of choice. But also that, you know, this idea behind you are the creator of your life mm -hmm. and, and law of attraction and manifestation. And I, I do a lot of, un, un, you know, 
work around that in terms of, you know, the misconceptions and myths around what that is. But the real underlying meaning that we are responsible to and for ourselves. And I'd like to ask Casey that in, in your experience of knowing what it comes down to and, you know, where it is that you commit your time to your attention to your life and how you balance these things um, and the choices you make for yourself, how this personal responsibility and self-accountability really has laid the foundation for your life and what it is that you're doing and where you are right now. Yeah, I love this. Oh my gosh, Debbie, when I got this, everything shifted, right? So I love that. I love hearing this piece for you too, and that it's really landed for you because radical self-responsibility for me is when you can finally get this and that you realize that you are your word, right? Guess what? Every time you follow through with that and you prove that to yourself, it, you add to your credit score, right? Mm. So for those of you, you know, those listening who really like struggling with confidence, you're like, you know, I'm just not sure. I don't like, I'm really just not sure. I'm not enough. I'm really struggling with this. This is the question to ask you is where are you not taking responsibility in your life? Because when you can commit to your word and follow through with radical self-responsibility, every time you do that, you fill the you fill the bank meter, right? You fill the bank meter, fill the bank meter, fill the bank meter. And so eventually there's this embodiment of the confidence because you are re taking radical self-responsibility, right? And this is what I wanted to share because you said, and I remember so clearly when you said, don't let me hide, I'm I'm in, right? And there's this thing, distinction between I'm in and I'm all in, right? And so I hear from so many clients, yes, I'm in, Casey, I'm in. And they're in until they don't get the sale that they want. I'm in until I don't get enough registrations for the masterclass. I'm in until I have my child gets sick and I've got to take them to the doctor and something happens in life, right? So what happens is we in until something happens in mm -hmm. our life. And for me, when I finally got this is that, what does radical self-responsibility mean? What, when I am my word, what does that mean for me, regardless of anything that's happening in life, right? So I talk about power meeting power, right? So I can be in my power at all times. Of course, life's going life, to be 50-50, but you don't let your responsibility fall that there's circumstantial power, right? So I'm only in my power if this is all beautifully aligned, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so this is the this is the work that I started doing for myself. It's like, okay, and like you said, it's an unraveling because then you start to see all the areas in your life that you're not taking full responsibility. <laughs> like, holy <laughs> shit, I've got some work, I've got some work to do on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we're constantly doing we're constantly looking at these pieces and saying, well, where else 
do I need to take radical self-responsibility? And that's where boundaries and discernment comes in because you can't promise the world to everything and you are your word. So there's only the things that really matter you commit to, right? Mm. And so for me, one of the biggest examples for me, Debbie, was this realization around my health, right? Mm. And I've been diagnosed with um, thyroid. Luckily, it was benign, but I had this big um, growth and I was facing surgery and I was very, very overweight at the time. And I realized that, you know, I'd done all the alternative uh, health routes and nothing was kind of happening. And I knew that I had to commit to surgery. And I was like, well, I'm not going into surgery with the state of my health being what it is. And so I said, okay, I'm going to commit to my health, you know, but then I'd be half in, half, half committed, half not, right? And I was like, nothing's really happening. And um, until I made that decision. And I'm like, Casey, take radical self-responsibility for this. Mm-hmm. What does this look like? So what happened was the three Ds. I made the decision. I then got dedicated mm-hmm. to that decision. And I took daily devotion to that dedication, right? And that's what I teach in my programs is the three Ds, right? So for me, what that looked like was, okay, I want to get my health on track now. That means looking at everything that goes into my mouth and making sure that it's going to fuel me, not to take away from me, right? Looking at how I can start to move my body. And that literally changed everything for me Debbie like that happened in January you know nine months later I was 40 40 pounds less than what I was right so the results were there through the decision and the dedication the daily devotion but it was who I was in that process right because again there were days that it was thundering and there was torrential rain and did I still go out and do my walk yes I did right Mm -hmm. were there days that I was working, that I didn't have time to make a healthy meal. Oh, well, you better believe that Sunday Sunday nights, I do all my meal prep. And mm. so that I was well prepared for the week ahead. Do you think I remembered to take my little snacks in my handbag? I remember being at an event for, it was actually International Women's Day, and they had food that had a beautiful um, spread put out. I paid for tickets, but guess what? I took my little, es- we call them eskies here in Australia, I had my little esky in my, the boot of my car and I toddled down and I ate my lunch out the boot of my car because I was so committed to, to this piece, right? So mm-hmm. talk about being in power, that's what happened. And so that was evidence for me around what radical self-responsibility was, right? Mm-hmm. Four months later, we had our first six-figure month in business. Why? Because I've been taking radical self-responsibility and I learned what that actually meant. What does showing up all in mean to me? So Casey, I'd really love to just take this a little step further. And and before we get ready to wrap up, um, tying these, these two ideas together. So one of the most important things that that you center your your work around is this idea that of of what works for you 
And I remember that being so foreign. It was like, you're like, then don't do it. I'm like, whoa, 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 say that one more time. <laughs> and, and that this isn't about saying, well, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, that would really frustrate some people. It's like, I just want you to tell me what to do, Casey. And you're like, no, see, that's not no, what I'm going to do. do. I'm not saying Wrong program. He signed up for the wrong thing. But, you know, tying in these ideas of self-awareness, really recognizing the the empowerment of your true nature and what it is that you are. And when you create this triad with self-responsibility and that personal commitment, so taking that awareness and that empowerment and then pairing that with that responsibility, they really all need to work hand in hand because, you know, in, in the case of, of, you know, you with health, and I think this is something so many women can relate to how many, you know, diets I've started and stopped and exercise programs and recognizing, well, that's because I was watching the infomercial and I was hopping on that fad that everybody told me I needed to be doing, or, you know, I saw on Facebook, you know, pictures of these people doing this radical diet and well, it worked for them. And you teach the same thing in your in your business programs, you know, like just because this worked for that person. Mm -hmm. And this was so pivotal on on my experience with healing and, you know, reading every book on elimination diets and, you know, autoimmune and paleo and this and that, and that but recognizing what my body needed, what my body wanted and really connecting. You know, I, I've talked about this multiple times where it's like most inflammatory food, tomatoes, don't eat tomatoes. My body needs tomatoes mm -hmm. and thrives on it. It actually has a very, very like energetic response to it. And this idea that what I've come to understand is you can't have one without the other. You, you really can't. And speaking to this idea of, you know, one of the hardest things being, and, and what I've come to learn both within myself and, and those that we care about is, you know, this idea, we all want the payoff. Everybody wants the quick fix. We want right. the guaranteed results, right? But then when it comes down to getting out and taking that walk in the rain, are we really ready and willing to do that? So if you could just share a bit more in terms of your understanding and how it is that this connection between self-awareness and self-responsibility continues to work and what it is that you would say to everyone who's listening about the importance of really knowing yourself mm. and this idea around consistency and commitment that that yeah. you taught so clearly yeah, yeah, I love this, Sue. And this is a really good thing. Like, again, when you're doing an audit of your life or your business and really looking and honestly assessing 
what's not working, something is going to be out of alignment, right? So it's either going to be your energetics or your mindset or your strategy, right? And one or other or both or all three, right? So really looking and starting to assess for yourself what is out of alignment? So let's talk about the self-awareness piece and then the self-responsibility piece because for, for all of those things, right, the work that I do is the self-awareness piece first, right? It's because it's the it's the nugget, it's the gold nugget, right? So the, that is the kind of little door that you crack open for yourself. And it is that little whisper that, that I, that how I see it is that little whisper, right? How can you like, okay, well, now that I have that little piece of awareness, what do I need to do? The self-responsibility piece to start to take action around this, right? So, so that's that that's the that, that that's how it's that's how I see it. I mean I think that's simplifying it but hopefully that's kind of just kind of brings it into more, more real terms is like really starting to because again you will start to feel you will start to think or you'll start to feel something is off right it's going to be out of alignment and so that is the answer to that is the first little thing that you can notice that you can start to use and say, okay, well, hold on a second, there's something that I can be doing around this, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, it is taking radical self-responsibility. But what I will say in the radical self-responsibility piece is, Debbie, it's this leaning in and leaning back piece. So let me let me share the example for you around the walking, right? So one of the things that I've committed to, because I love goals anyway, is I'm committed to walking 2023 kilometers in 2023, right? And that's a goal that I'm working towards. And just because I love walking and it's just a fun goal. Like that feels fun for me, right? Mm -hmm. Not not attached to the end result, another whole conversation, not attached to the mm. end result, right? But being falling in love with the journey of this, right? Mm. As I'm falling in love with the journey of this and taking self-responsibility, it's then having the self-awareness to not push through to, right? So when you taking self-responsibility, I've got my goal, perfect. I know that I've got to walk five and a half kilometers a day to hit my goal. Guess what? Some days my body's telling me that it doesn't want to walk. Mm. And so having the self-awareness to say, that's okay. Today, my body's choosing rest. I'm not attached to the outcome. I've set the goal because it's a fun thing to do. I'm, whether I reach or not is beside the point because I'm falling in love with the journey. That journey of walking is my pathway to seven figures. How fun do I get to explore all of this and what, what who I become as I fall in love with this journey over and over and over again, right? And so it's that self-awareness that then becomes, okay, let me lean in now. No, today I feel like walking 15K. So I'm going to walk 15K as opposed to my set five. Mm. Right? So that's the balance between the self-awareness piece and the self-responsibility piece too. So hopefully that contextualizes it a little bit and gives you some insights into really how I see that the, the trifecta of coming together. And then it's the embodiment piece of who we are in the process of that that's so important too, right? And you know, that's what I teach my, like, you know, inside the programs is like, okay, as you start to get to know yourself and you follow these little nuggets of self-awareness, this is when you follow through with the tactic that's in alignment 
with mm-hmm. that self-awareness right so you know I do not preach cookie cutter and I'm like it winds me up beyond belief where <laughs> we've got business strategy and marketing I've got the magic answer for you if you implement my strategy you are going to hit six figures seven figures eight figures or whatever it is mm-hmm. they, have no, they, are, they have no idea who you are <laughs> you, don't, you don't even know who you are half the time right mm-hmm. but this is the journey is that when we get that self-awareness and we start to feel like And this is where we don't know what the end result is. Mm. We just, as we fall in love with the journey of it, that's when success happens, right? Yeah, I mean, I've got so many case studies where when you fall in love with the journey and you follow through in those nuggets, like the results come, whether it's monetary results, whether it's impact-driven results, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't matter. I'm all about the impact, right? The income is just the cherry on the top for me, right? But it's that it, though when I see the women in my world being committed to being all in, taking radical self-responsibility, building their emotional self-awareness, being decisive, being fully authentically themselves with conviction and unshakable confidence. Like that stuff is magnetic, right, Debbie? And that is when you see incredible sustainable success in your lives and your businesses it's all of those pieces that come together in alignment right Mm. Casey everything that you were just saying it was literally like going through me because as I listened to you speak all I heard was and that is the being Mm -hmm. and what I love is you know, my, my fun part <laughs> that I just, I love getting my hands into, it's like, you know, really get my hands in the dough when I'm mixing things up here is taking these concepts and these ideas that are out there that, you know, I, I talk so much about finding clarity in the confusion mm-hmm. and, and you have just blown the lid wide off of something so huge where there's all this stuff out there about, you know, when you're setting a goal and you create your vision board and see yourself and, and you need to see your bank balance with that, you know, that secret number in it. And I want how many, this X number of clients or, you know, even stepping on the scale, you know, I have to reach this weight. And in actuality, it is that focus and preoccupation with the end results and the expectations. So this is something so key that I, I, I discovered as I was working and I only recently came into this this week. So I, I really kind of want to like parlay off of this because it's so big. Mm-hmm. And this idea of law of attraction and manifesting and, you know, high vibe and keeping your vibe, that, that's a whole other topic that we can get into and, and the extremes at, at which people have kind of like you know, been drinking the Kool-Aid a little too much on this stuff. But we forget that in all this pushing of I'm going to, you know, I'm going to attract and I'm going to focus, I'm going to manifest, I'm going to keep my vibration high and blah, blah, blah. When you set this idea, like, this is what I want and I won't accept anything less. You're completely taking any possibility beyond that off the table for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was where I made my mistake. <laughs> I, I genuinely did for so long. And again, we talk about that thread and that unweaving that I realized not only was I making this in my business, 
but I was making it in my personal relationships mm-hmm. that things weren't going to be good between me and another person until it was this way, right. until they were doing these things, until they were making these choices. I wasn't going to be working right in my business until I was, you know, following this type of model or until I was like that person where I reached this level. But this leaning back that you talk about and just noticing and being a part of the experience. Mm-hmm. And this analogy that you made, I, I love so much about the walking because it's that difference between knowing, you know, do I want to take a nap because I'm avoiding it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or do I really need the rest? And what is that difference in that line between, am I making an excuse and letting myself down and breaking my commitment to myself by taking that nap? And what you're saying is, you know, the answer is in the leaning in and the connecting. Do I feel like I'm truly honoring and loving myself by giving myself that rest and nurturing myself? Or is it this, Oh, come on, you know, don't go lay down. You you know you can do this, and you just you're just trying to put it off and you can feel it. Absolutely. Um, the best way I could describe it, I literally get this essence of like I'm I'm betraying myself. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. a very horrible feeling. Honestly, this is when I notice like this is where anxiety comes from. Mm-hmm. This is where depression mm-hmm. starts Absolutely. to you're like, oh, I'm feeling tired and sad all of a sudden. Well, nothing makes you feel sadder than somebody you who loves you letting you down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's exactly. no greater person that can let you down than yourself. So. Right. So, I mean, Casey, this is just, I, I, we could go on, I think for hours and hours. And, and this is what I love about you is like going on a journey with you is just, it's joining hand in hand with Alice and going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> and we just, it's endless. And, and the wonderland of adventures that you, you've taken me on and you continue to take so many on, it, it's just, it's continuous. And I'm so grateful to say that even, you know, and I, I actually talked about your, your program uh, the other night with the, uh, the individual you connected me with, who will be on our podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> very soon. And I said, you know, I found it really interesting that, you know, it's a nine month period on that program. I was like, that's literally a gestation period. period. And I was like, wow. I was like, I literally was reborn in that experience. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I think is so powerful about the work that you do. And I remember Casey, when you and I met and as, as we wrap up together, I really want to bring this in as, as the core of what this platform and what this podcast is really all meant to be about and why I was so drawn to asking you to be here. And I remember when I first met you and we just had kind of a consult coffee talk about, you know, your program and and I was breaking down crying Mm -hmm. and you said, what is it? And I said, you don't understand what this is for me. And you coming to me with the message of, I know how to help you thrive in a way that feels good and right and best for you. 
And I'm opening a container for you and an environment where you can show up. And I want you to unfold and become the fullest version of who you are and get you out there in the world and show up. And I had told you that the comparison that I had made was, it's like, I literally got a cancer diagnosis and you said to me, Here, here's the cure. I have this for you. And we both broke down crying. And I knew in that moment and, and talking about it, you know, with my husband and how many times I wanted to back out <laughs> and didn't think I was going to follow through, but not out of fear for the first time ever that it wasn't going to work out. It's because deep down in my heart, I knew mm. it was going to be something new, but without that commitment and that sureness that it was time mm -hmm. for me to be all in or all out. Right. And this is the message of letting everyone know that when you are ready and you're at that point where every part of you is calling out and, and all the signs are pointing in that direction that it's time and showing you where those things are out of alignment and where that resistance is in your life, where you're moving in opposition mm -hmm. and how inverted your life really is. If you lean back, those people and those resources and those supports that are meant to be there for you most will show up mm -hmm. in that right time in that right place. But remembering that we all have the choice whether or not to take it and to follow it and to pursue it. And it all comes down to, are you ready to commit to yourself? And Casey, I, I can't speak enough with my heart in the level of gratitude that I have every day for the decision that you made not once, but twice <laughs> to, to follow a very different path and to listen and lean in to what you knew you were meant to do most because, because of that, I'm, I'm here with you today. And so many others are joining you. And um, for those who are listening, who, even if you are not in a place of anything by way of, you know, you don't know if you wanted to start a business or even if it's just pursuing a passion or, a, you know, a, a, something that you've enjoyed that you've put off so long for your life and you identify in that, you know, realm of introversion. I, mm -hmm. I cannot recommend Casey and her work and the people that she collaborates with enough to really help you find the gifts in your quiet, gentle nature and what it is that that has to bring. So um, Casey, I want to thank you so much for the gifts of your time 
and your energy and sharing everything it is that you came here to to bring us today. Um, it would be an honor and a privilege to have you back for another episode. <laughs> and we can definitely take this for a much deeper dive because I, I got to tell everybody, <laughs> Casey's got the gems. Um, but thank you so much for being here with us um, for the imprints and um, the impressions that you've left in my heart and my life and the difference that you've made for me and my family and for the work that you continue to do. So thank you. Oh, Debbie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been such fun having this conversation with you. And I've got to say, I've got goosebumps from head to toe. I feel like such a proud mama bear. And really <laughs> just like hearing the journey that you've been on, you know, really, this is my vision. My vision is circles of women coming together to lift each other up and seeing how you fully embrace that for yourself and really linked into that commitment piece and follow those little whispers of intuition and you doing the work that you love now creates those amazing ripples for everybody else that comes in touch with your work too so I'm so grateful for you and your courage and your commitment and your willingness to continue uh, to do this work because together we rise right so thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure ah oh. And with that, Casey um, doesn't even know that you have led me into the exact message that I wanted to share. Uh, and this is my invitation from my heart to yours to join me and an incredible group of soul sisters in the Rising Together community. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I couldn't have made that up, right? <laughs> It just goes to show you soul connections and how switched mm -hmm. on you can be. Um, so it is an incredible tribe of women where we are working and growing and learning and healing together in this process of unlearning so that we can forget everything it is that we think we know so we can remember all that it is that we truly are and are meant to be. And we rise each other up and continue to grow and support each other in our journeys as we rise and fall and get back up again together. So you can find more information about that on my website, deborahokeefe.com and in the show links, um, the links in the show notes below. And you can also learn about Casey and where you can follow her on social media, as well as her um, programs uh, in the show notes below. Uh, links will be made available. And until next week, I want to wish you all light, love, happiness, and great blessings. Thank you again for sharing the gifts of your time and your energy and space with Casey and I together. And I will see you again soon. Take care. Great blessings. Bye-bye.